parents, we thought um, some of the questions that Utahns might have, you know, could I get abortion pills through the mail? Could I get it through a telehealth visit with a doctor in another state? So we decided to try to answer those questions. Um, spoiler, there is not a clear answer. Good Friday morning and welcome back to The Daily Buzz. I'm Dayton Nolander. First, reporter Becky Jacobs joins the podcast and speaks about her most recent reporting on abortion laws in Utah. Hi, Becky. Thanks so much for joining the podcast. Thank you for having me. So first, to establish some background information, can you let listeners know exactly where Utah's abortion laws stand today? Can people currently get abortions in the state? Yes, a lot has happened in just a little over a week. Um, A quick recap. On the morning of June 24th, the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade, which allowed later that day for Utah's trigger law to go into effect. That would have banned most abortions in the state, except for a few limited circumstances. And that was in place over that weekend until uh, Planned Parenthood Association of Utah sued. And that led to an emergency court hearing on the Monday of June 27th, where a state judge granted a request from Planned Parenthood to put a temporary restraining order, which would block the um, trigger law for two weeks. We're coming up on the end of that on Monday. Um, And so once that trigger law was put on hold, another Utah law that had also been on hold for years was able to go into effect. And that bans abortions after 18 weeks. Um, So it's... It allows more access than the trigger law does. It still has that those same exceptions after 18 weeks. And so that's been in place. Um, but one important thing to note is that on Monday, there is another court hearing in Planned Parenthood's lawsuit against uh, the trigger law. And at that hearing, we're expecting a judge will hear arguments about whether to extend um, the request to block the trigger law. Planned Parenthood would like it to be extended until their lawsuit is over. Um, The state should file its response sometime this week, and we'll hear the arguments next week, but that will dictate what happens next. Got it. And you did a deep dive into the language of Utah's trigger law and found some really interesting information. Uh, Can you walk us through your findings specifically regarding what constitutes an abortion according to this trigger law? Right. With all of these changing abortion laws in Utah and in other states, we thought, Um, some of the questions that Utahns might have, you know, could I get abortion pills through the mail? Could I get it through a telehealth visit with a doctor in another state? So we decided to try to answer those questions. Um, Spoiler, there is not a clear answer, but we um, talked with an expert, Leslie Francis, who's at the University of Utah, and she walked us through the law. And really it comes down to the definitions of abortion and physician in the trigger law. It's really just taking a literal read of what they say. And so the abortion has um, multiple definitions, you know, the intentional termination of a human pregnancy. But the key part is it says through a medical procedure carried out by a physician or through a substance used under the direction of a physician. So the the physician definition basically says that they have to be licensed in the state of Utah. That's the short of it. And so those are the key things you have to think about when looking at this. Okay. So that means there are ways that Utahns could potentially terminate a pregnancy without it technically being considered an abortion. Is that correct? Based on the the literal reading of the bill, yes. But I think these 
are things that are going to play out. We're going to see how it's actually run. So, you know, here's an example she gave. If you drove to Colorado or Nevada and you got the abortion pill from a doctor there who was not licensed in Utah and you bring it back to Utah where you live and you take it, that under the little literal language of the statute is not an abortion because that doctor is not licensed in Utah. And so that was really the key thing as we were going through um, other situations, you know, one could be that you're sitting in your living room doing a telehealth visit with another, a doctor in another state who's not licensed in Utah and they prescribe you a medication abortion. That's not technically an abortion or abortion under the trigger law. But it could be a violation of the Telehealth Act or an unauthorized practice of medicine. So the question then becomes, what does Utah do about that? Um, and it's so you, we have these early insights based on how the law is written. But really, how this is going to play out is going to be the way that we are able to figure out these situations. Sure, sure. And, you know, what about emergency contraception such as Plan B? Um, are those impacted at all by Utah's abortion laws? Right. That's another thing we looked at. Emergency contraception is not the same thing as a medication abortion. So the short answer is those are still available. It's not affected by the trigger law or the 18 week ban. And plan B is something you can get without a prescription at a pharmacy or a local Planned Parenthood. And final question for you, are we expecting any more legislation in the near future uh, that will help clarify some of these ambiguities that currently exist in Utah's code? Based on how it seems like every session, there's an abortion law that comes up in Utah. So I expect there are definitely going to be ones um, coming in the next session. That wouldn't be until early January. So we're still a far way off. We've seen Representative Romero talk about um, wanting to remove the criminal penalties for physicians in these laws. We've seen Representative Daley Provo wanting to expand where a rape could be legally reported to be able to qualify for an abortion exception. There's one bill that I'm watching right now that I'm trying to find out more about. Um, that's from Senator Dan McKay. He's the one who ran, was one of the sponsors of the trigger law back in 2020. And he filed a bill titled Proposal to Amend Utah Constitution Rights Relating to Abortion. We don't know the details of that bill yet. I've made multiple requests for comment. And so that's something we'll be following up on and seeing more bills to come. But I imagine there will be more. Well, I'm sure we're all waiting anxiously to see exactly what comes next. Becky, thanks for all your reporting and taking some time to talk with us today. Thanks for having me. Next, columnist Robert Gerke discusses his latest article, where he gives his take on a recent opinion piece published in The Atlantic by one of Utah's U.S. senators. So this week, uh, Senator Mitt Romney had an op-ed in The Atlantic uh, entitled Americans are in denial. And the notion is, is that you know, the supporters of Donald Trump uh, who have stuck with him are in denial about what he's done and how it's undermined the country. But also he kind of broadens it and talks about how Americans in general are in denial about things like immigration reform, uh, uh, climate change, drought and, uh, and and the national debt. And I think, uh, you know, my take on this is I think Senator Romney is underestimating the American people. The American people, according to public opinion polls, overwhelmingly recognize that these are important issues. 
they want to see something done. They have specific ideas about what they want done. And it, it's really Congress that's failing the American people, in my mind. And 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 as I say at the end of this column, for anybody to deny that, I think, is the ultimate uh, form of denial. Thanks, Gergi. And another big thanks to Salt Lake City Band, the Pelicans, for our music, and to Danny Rubio for producing today's episode. We'll be back with more news on Monday.